All right. Has anyone ever, have you seen these photos, and it's been going for a while, uh, where a family will recreate a family photo, but kind of grown up? Has anyone seen that? It's a bit of a trend. All right. I've got, I've got a couple of examples, if you don't know what I'm talking about. Nate's going to help me out. So, you know, like, like as kids and then as they grow up, they try and recreate the family photo again. All right, we'll, we'll go, go through a couple of these because there's some good ones coming up. So people go to a lot of effort, you know, try and get the same kinds of clothes and obviously, you know... Is that Matia, by the way? Um, no, you can go. Keep moving past. It was. I like this one. Like even the stance is good. Well done, Dad. He's doing a good job. Okay, next one. Now, let me just tell you the next one shows even more body. I think that's <laughs> that's a good one. This could be my favourite one that I found. Like, first of all, who takes those pictures as kids? But then to do it grown up is amazing. I think that was the last one I had. Okay. Um, the reason I bring up these is, have you ever had, have you ever had like an amazing experience in your life and then you try and recreate it? Yeah? Like, like a truly amazing experience that, that you then try and recreate. Maybe not just once, but maybe you try and do it over and again, I'm a bit like this, can I tell you? Can I admit this morning that I'm a little bit like this? You know, maybe not like the photos where I try and create family photos, but I find something good that I like, you know, like mate, whether it's a good experience, whether it's food maybe, whether it's clothes, I find something that I like and then I, I keep doing it because I want to recreate that again. Am I making sense? Is there anyone else like, like if I go to a restaurant, and I find some food that I think is outstanding. Can I tell you the next time I'm at that restaurant, I'm like, I'm going to order the same thing. That was so good. Even if there is something else on the menu that looks good, I'm like, I know that was good. I'm going to recreate that again. No, I'm the only one, am I? It's so, surely, some hands. Yeah, good. Good. Yep. I do the same. Jack actually has a go at me every year that in in summer, in January, we head down to to Goolwa as a family. He's like, go somewhere new for a holiday. But I'm like, there's, there's a familiarity, there's a recreation we have as a family, these kind of memories that are building up and we love doing that kind of same thing every year. There's something good to that as well. No, what? Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, I don't know. I, I'm similar with coffee places. I, I like good coffee. And if I find a place that does good coffee, I'm just going to keep going. Oh, we were recently, great holiday last, I'm going to talk a bit about holidays today. We were cool, no, Gold Coast last year. And and I, I this is this is how much I like coffee. I usually research before we go to a place, I find out what are the top rated coffee places, how close is our accommodation to it. And I kind of have a list that I work down. Well, well, I went to this one place the first morning and I thought it was brilliant, so I just went there for the rest of the time. In fact, I think we tried one other place and it wasn't anywhere near as good. Anyway, local place. It's kind of who I am. I like recreating those moments or trying to, uh, and I know that there are others in this. Now, I do love new experiences. Yeah, I do. 
as much as that sounds like I'm just doing the same thing over, yeah, yeah. But I do actually really love new experiences. But but I am a creature of habit, and I chase these kind of experiences that I've had in the past. There's this interesting moment in John's Gospel. And we'll take a look at the Scripture in a second altogether. But um, Jesus has just fed the 5,000. Now, now, that's a pretty familiar story for most of us where, where uh, all these people are following Jesus. He's teaching. Uh, it gets to a point where there's huge crowds and, and they're hungry. And Jesus kind of tells his disciples, can you guys go grab some food for, for all these people? And they're clearly shocked by that. They're like, but Jesus, it's a public holiday weekend. Where are we possibly going to get supplies? Do we have shops open tomorrow? I feel like they're happening more. IGAs. Thanks, Nate. Um, anyway, the, the disciples are like, there's nowhere where we can possibly get enough food. And we hear the story. Actually, there's... There's a boy in the crowd who's willing to give up his five loaves and two fish. Yeah, he brings what is in his hand. We kind of know the rest of the story. Jesus blesses it. He starts to break it up and divide it amongst the crowd. And before you know it, everyone has eaten their fill of food. In fact, it tells us at the end of this, the, the, the Scripture passage that they filled 12 baskets full of leftovers. Like there was an abundance of, of food that morning. The people, of course, who were there, the 5,000 or, or more likely 10,000, we're at 5,000 males and then plus kids and, and, and women. Uh, and they're amazed. And so we pick up this story in John where... The people are amazed. They're so amazed that the very next day, they look for Jesus. They're, they're searching for Jesus. They, they want to find him again because the day before was so miraculous. So that's, that's kind of where we're about to pick up. The people want more bread. That's what we find out in Scripture, that the people want more bread. Does anybody love good bread in the room? Good bread. Bread. Now, I told you I'm going to talk a bit about holidays. I've got a picture. Can you put up that picture, Nate, for me? Thank you. Can I tell you, this is a, a dodgy photo. That is, at, that is in France. Oui, oui. Uh, at the Palace of Versailles. And can I tell you that that bread is the best bread I have ever eaten. Is, is that right? French baguette had... Brie and ham in it, I think. I don't know. But, but the bread itself, you can't explain it. Crispy on the outside, a bit chewy, just a bit salty. Just absolutely the best bread I've ever had. Unreal. I only show you that picture to brag that I went to France once. Um, <laughs> no, it was better than you think. It, I'm telling you. Uh, the people who had encountered Jesus' miraculous moment, well, they actually really enjoyed their bread, right? And, and actually, they had a taste. They had an experience, and they wanted it to happen again. I'm going to read this morning from actually the message 
paraphrased message translation, which I don't do very often, but, but it's less confusing than, than maybe uh, in some other translations this morning. So uh, we're going to read from John 6, 25 to about 38. When they found him back across the sea, they said, Rabbi, when did you get here? Now, it tells us in a couple of verses preceding this, yeah, they were searching for Jesus. They had loved the bread so much that they were searching for Jesus again the very next day. Jesus answered, you've come looking for me, not because you saw God in my actions, but because I fed you. I filled your stomachs and for free, free food, hey? Yeah. Uh, Don't waste your energy striving for perishable food like that. Work for the food that sticks with you, food that nourishes nourishes your lasting life, food the Son of Man provides. He and what He does are guaranteed by God the Father to last. To that they said, well, what do we do then to get in on God's works? Jesus said, sign on with the one that God has sent. That kind of commitment gets you in on God's works. They waffled. Why don't you give us a clue about who you are, just a hint of what's going on. When we see what's up, we'll commit ourselves. Show us what you can do. Moses fed our ancestors with bread in the desert. It says so in the Scriptures. He gave them bread from heaven to eat. Jesus responded, The real significance of that Scripture is not that Moses gave you bread from heaven, but that my Father is right now offering you bread from heaven, the real bread. The bread of God came down... Uh, oh, lost my spot. The bread of God came down out of heaven and is giving life to the world. They jumped at that. Master, give us this bread now and forever. Jesus said, I am the bread of life. The person who aligns with me hungers no more and thirsts no more. Let's pray and have a look at this together. God, you're good. Uh, we've just sung your praise together. We just ask that as we open your scripture, that it comes to life, that you teach us through it. Um, God, may my words fall flat and may Holy Spirit, your worth, words and your truth resonate uh, across our entire being. We pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen. This morning, who knows it's a long weekend? Who's excited that it's a long weekend? So, so let me tell you that This morning, I have a short and simple message. Who's like just strapped in? Who's like, Nath just said, it's short. Oh, no. The roast is going to burn in the oven. Um, (laughs) But I have a really simple message. And I'm going to try and get it across as simple as possible. Uh, Even as confusing as maybe... That scripture is. Can I tell you the message makes it so? Read through maybe the NIV or the NLT at some point. Uh, uh, just see how kind of confusing that kind of thread might seem. But um, who knows that the Word of God brings us truth and life. The Word of God is, is living, isn't it? If we bring our little bit of faith this morning, who knows that God might do something incredible among us? Yeah, how's your faith this morning? Do you know why I love worship? First up, because even if I'm not feeling it, even if I'm not like like 
like fully expecting anything, when we worship and we start singing that actually Jesus' name is power and that there's healing and there's freedom in his name, who knows that my faith raises just a little bit. And actually Jesus teaches that we just bring whatever little faith that we have and he can do the next thing. So how's your posture this morning? Good? We're postured well to hear the word of God? Good. So, so these people, the crowds, have an experience a miraculous experience, right? That would be pretty amazing. We've, we've had some, some church lunches where I'm like, well, we might not have enough food. And miraculously, there's enough food. That's, good. That's always good. But this is like grand scale. Uh, they have this miraculous experience. So they seek out Jesus. Not, not necessarily because of who Jesus is, but because they want Jesus to do the same thing again. Can you, Jesus, please feed us again? Feed us this bread that filled our bellies yesterday. Can can we have it again? And for free as well would be amazing if you could do that. They wanted that free bread. I'm I'm sure it really caught like the people's attention and I'm sure that the the miracle kind of resonated among them. There were echoes of the Moses story in what Jesus had done the day before. We know what Moses and what happened for the the Israelites in the Exodus, that that manna came from heaven while they were in the desert. Do we know that story? That, That God's people were wandering in the desert and God was so gracious and good that actually he provided manna every day. God's provision for his people in the desert. This was a, a story that, that, that the Israelites knew over and over. It was a story that they revisited so many times a year it, during different festivals that they held. Every single year, this was a story revisited over and over again. The manna, like I said, you, you may know it was, it was given by God, um, but it was only good for that day. Do we know that part of the story? The manna fell every day, but if they tried to store it in jars, well, actually the next day it would start to stink. It would start to have like maggots. It would would go off, except for the day before the Sabbath where they're allowed to collect double the amount, store it for the next day. Yep. Well, if that's new information for you, if if you didn't know. Um, But yeah, it only lasted that little bit. Well, the people who were following Jesus, who had heard some of Jesus' teaching, who had witnessed the miraculous. Well, they they were starting to make the connection with what Moses had done previously, what God had done previously, and what Jesus had done. And the people wanted more. They wanted to relive it again, to maybe even relive, not not just relive the bread the day before that filled their bellies, but, but also relive a little bit of the Exodus story too. I wonder this morning, who here has had a God experience before? Yeah, like a God experience. Maybe even, maybe even like an incredible one. Maybe even we would say a miraculous experience of God. And I actually think that if we went around the room to testify, that we could testify to different things happening where God showed up where there were God moments. There might have been a healing moment. You know, we, we quite often mention 
Some babies are still here because of prayer and the miraculous intervention of God. That we can testify to to God's goodness in that, but also just, just crazy experience. Maybe you've had those moments of a God experience of provision. Has anyone had one of those where, where something turns up at the right time? Just when you thought you didn't have anything, just when you thought the cupboard was bare, money wasn't coming in, maybe God, there was a miraculous provision that happened. I, me and Susie can testify to that for years, like, like honestly years where God provided for us. Maybe you've had this a God experience of just miraculous peace in the middle of like a crazy time, a crazy moment where God gave you just that moment of peace in the middle of turmoil. Maybe you had a great God moment just in worship. Can we remember like some of those God moments in, in worship? Those moments were good, weren't they? And I don't know about you, but, you know, like, like I want to experience those moments again. I, I, I would long for those. They're, they're great to relive them. Maybe sometimes I want them so bad that I chase them sometimes. Now, does that make sense? Now, honestly, there's nothing wrong with chasing God moments, is there? There's nothing actually wrong with that. It's good. We want to have God experiences. We want to see God turn up and do the miraculous, don't we? They're good things. Don't get me wrong. We, we just sang about some of those moments. But Jesus wants to point people to a greater truth, a greater miracle and a greater experience than just revisiting old moments. Not just for a moment, not just for a limited mountaintop kind of experience, but Jesus lets the people and us through Scripture know that there is something that satisfies more than just those little experiences. Jesus, at the end of this Scripture that we just read, Jesus invites us to come to him, doesn't he? Not chase the signs and wonders. Oh, I could have done something with wonder bread, couldn't I? Ah, oh, Chase the signs and wonders but or, or just the experience of, of bread and free bread, the best bread. But, but instead, Jesus says, chase me. Don't, don't chase the experiences, chase, chase me. Chase me. Can I tell you this morning, the miraculous is good and God is a good God and God sometimes does the miraculous. But can I tell you the miracle is Jesus. The miracle is Jesus. Jesus is the real bread. He says it himself in that scripture. He's the real bread, the real source of life, the the source of the miraculous, the bread that doesn't expire like manna, but, but a bread that truly satisfies and can continue to satisfy. Who thinks that's good news for us this morning? The encouragement and the caution that John is giving us 
is not just chase the things that Jesus can do for us, like he's some kind of cosmic genie for us. There's a caution in that that I think John is pointing to, which Jesus is telling those following him. But instead of approaching Jesus for what he can do for us, he's saying, come to Jesus as the person of Jesus, the King of kings, the Lord of lords, and cling to him. Cling to Jesus. John 15, I've got it up on the screen. Thanks, Nath. John paints, uh, Jesus paints his picture later on in John. Remain in me. I think we still have the message up. I'm going to read what I've got in front of me. Remain in me and I will remain in you. For a branch cannot produce fruit if it is severed from the vine, and you cannot be fruitful unless you remain in me. Yes, I am the vine, you are the branches. Those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit. Do you hear what Jesus is saying? He's saying, don't just, don't just chase the experience. Come to me, cling to me, remain in me. If you do, can I tell you, you will be connected to the source of all the miraculous. If you remain in me, if you cling to me, the fruit will come. How good's that for a promise? Don't just chase the fruit. Who thinks that's a pretty good word this morning? Don't just chase the fruit. Because the fruit goes off. The manna lasted a day and then they needed more. If we chase fruit as followers of Jesus, if we're just chasing kind of the, the mountaintop experiences of Jesus, can I tell you it doesn't just sustain us. The experiences alone don't sustain us. Do you know what sustains us? Being connected to the source, the source of life. Jesus himself clinging to Jesus above all else. If we remain in him, if we connected to Jesus, the fruit comes. The, the miraculous comes, the bread comes, yeah? Don't just chase the experience. Don't just chase the miracle. This morning, my very simple message is let's come to Jesus. He tells us if we do come to him, we will be satisfied. Now, we've looked, at, we've looked over the years at, at Jesus, his claim of being the living water, that if we come to him, we will be refreshed. Well, he makes this double claim in this scripture verse. He says, yeah, if you are hungry, if you are thirsty, come to me. I am the bread of life and, and I am the living water and I will fill you and satisfy you. We, we talked about like, again, some of those, those different miracles and they're good. We, we have a God who loves us and wants to see us healed and restored. Amen. That's good. We, we have a God who, who brings his provision for us. That, that's good for us too, amen? Yeah? Um, but can I tell you the greatest miracle for us is Jesus. And do you know what flows from Jesus? Salvation. Can I tell you the greatest miracle that we have in our lives is salvation? Can I, 
again tell you, if you don't know this, that we are all invited to accept God's salvation for us. That we are all invited. Can I tell you again, as strongly as I can, there are no exceptions to that invite. That invite is for all, no exceptions. Can you turn to the person next to you and say, no exceptions? That invite of God's salvation is for all. And can I tell you, the miracle of salvation, that's the greatest miracle there is. John 6, 40, so so just after Jesus teaches a bit about what it means, please go and read John 6 this afternoon. It's a long weekend. You've got heaps of time. Uh, John 6, 40, uh, and I'm going to read it. For it is my Father's will that all who see His Son and believe in Him should have eternal life. Amen to that. That anyone who sees Jesus, it's God's will that they would have eternal life. This morning, as a people, as a, as a church, as a faith community, I want us to chase Jesus. If we chase Jesus, the, the miraculous will come. It'll happen. Let's not chase old experiences. Let's, let's cling to Jesus. I'm going to ask, ask Dan to come. We're gonna, we are going to sing together. But I'd also love to pray for you this morning. I want to pray and I, I wonder this morning, will you take up Jesus' invite? He says, come to me. Come to me and I will satisfy. If you're hungry, if you are thirsty, come to me and I will satisfy fully. We, we're going to... We're going to sing together, lift up the name of Jesus for, for a few moments together. But if you want prayer, if you're like, Nate, that, that, I want that to accept that invitation this morning. I, I'm just going to be kind of standing off to the side. And I'd love you to come approach me and I'd love to pray with you and for you. I don't want our faith to be just chasing mountaintop experiences, but I want us to every day seek out the person of Jesus. Let's let's pray together. God, you are good. We thank you that, uh, yeah, your word is is great and is full of good news for us. We thank you that, that Jesus, you are the real bread, that you are the provision that the Father has sent us. We thank you that you are, Jesus, the miracle. God, we thank you for your invite of salvation for all. Holy Spirit, right now, for those in this room who are hungry, for those in this room who feel like they're thirsty, Holy Spirit, pour out your Spirit. May they come and cling to you, Jesus, the source of all life. Thank you, Jesus.